بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته respected listeners elders brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته welcome again to the fiqh segment um, alhamdulillah for the last couple of weeks we've been working on wudu and all things related to wudu We've covered the conditions of wudu, some of the mustahabbat of wudu, etc. We covered the types of water that must be used for wudu, the type of water that will not be allowed to be used for wudu. Um, together with this, uh, different aspects of istinja, different aspects of how najasat and impurity must be removed. All of this was discussed. Inshallah, today we will be going through the actual method of making wudu now as i had mentioned um a few weeks ago that when we do the actual method of wudu we must keep in mind that the the method of wudu that we will be going through or teaching here is basically not just the faraid of wudu but the faraid together with the sunnahs of wudu all incorporated into one so when it comes to the faraid of wudu, there are four things which are absolutely necessary. And without these four things, the wudu will not be complete at all. But besides these four things, there are a lot other there are other factors that come into play or other things that need to be carried out, which are maybe perhaps not fard uh, and therefore not... Uh, compulsory to complete or to carry out during the wudu but because it was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to do these actions then we must do them and as far as possible try and carry them out as well but like I say the bare minimum that a person should be doing or should carry out when making wudu is the following four things so what are the four faraid and the four compulsory acts of of wudu by which wudu will complete and by leaving any one of these four out wudu will be incomplete so what are they the faraid of wudu are four there are four faraid of wudu number one washing the face from the forehead to the lower portion of the chin and from one earlobe to the other one time so to wash the entire face from the forehead from the top of the forehead, that is where your hairline is, from the forehead to the lower portion of the chin, and from the one earlobe to the other earlobe, one time is fard. To wash it, one time is fard. That is the first fard, the first compulsory act of, of wudu. The second compulsory act of wudu is washing of both the arms, including the elbows, one time so we might be thinking but it shouldn't be we, we be washing three times we learned that we should be wash the face three times the hands three times the feet three times yes the washing of each limb three times is a sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam however the bare minimum is that these limbs are washed one time so the washing of the face from the top of the forehead till the lower part of the chin from one earlobe to the other earlobe one time 
This is fard. The second fard, washing of both the arms, including the elbows, once. This is the second fard. The second, the third fard is doing masah of a quarter of the head one time. Doing masah that is part passing of a wet hand over a quarter of the head one time. This is fard. Now we might remember that passing uh, a wet hand over the entire head. Making masah of the entire head. That is how we learned wudu. Yes. Making masah of the entire head is sunnah. But making masah of a quarter of the head, that is fard and compulsory. So at least a quarter of the head must be covered in masah. Otherwise wudu will not be complete. The last and final fard of wudu and compulsory act of wudu is the washing of both the feet including the ankles once one time again each of these things is these uh, faraid must be done once at least in order for it to complete be complete so the washing of the face from the top of the forehead to the lower portion of the chin from the one earlobe to the other one time fard number one washing of both the arms including the elbows one time fard number two Doing masa of a quarter of the head one time, fard number three. And finally, the washing of both the feet, including the ankles one time, is fard number four. These four things must be done in order for wudu to be complete. If any of these fard are left out, if any one of these four faraid are left out, or a hair's breadth's place is left dry, that means that in these four limbs which are fard to wash, compulsory to wash, if even a hair's breadth's place is left dry, then the wudu will be incomplete. And as we mentioned, my dear respected listeners, that wudu is the key to salah and salah is the key to jannah. This wudu must be done correctly. All efforts must be made to be particular that the wudu is made correctly. If the wudu is left incomplete by either not carrying out one of these fard acts or by not ensuring that every portion of this limb is wet, this wudu will be incomplete. And Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in another hadith, and in fact in many hadith, has spoken about the preparation of wudu. And he says, and he says in the hadith, uh, Rasul Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that is, that man ahsan al-wudu, that person who makes a perfect wudu, that means he takes all the sunnahs into account. He is particular about his wudu. He does not waste water, etc., etc. And then he presents himself for salah. Then his rewards are such and such. So many of the hadith of Rasulullah Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam begin by uh, uh, by mentioning the importance of taking care and being particular and um, uh, preparing for salah with a correct and beautiful wudu that incorporates all the faraid and all the sunnan 
and all the mustahabbat, etc., etc. Okay, now, my dear respected elders, brothers and sisters, we will go through the method of making wudu. So, firstly, it is sunnah to make the niyat for wudu. For wudu, one should make the niyat at heart, that I am performing wudu to get rid of hadith asghar, that I am performing wudu to get rid of the minor impurity. hadith akbar as we know, is the major impurity where a ghusl is wajib, but no, wudu we make when we are in a state of hadith asghar, the smaller form of impurity that requires wudu, that uh, necessitates wudu. Hadith azhar is a minor condition of impurity which is got rid of by performing wudu. Number one, <coughs> to wash one's hands, face, and feet, etc., before performing namaz is called wudu or ablution. No namaz is accepted without wudu. One should sit in a high, clean place to perform wudu. Face the direction of the Holy Kaaba Sharif if possible. Dua before commencing wudu. Bismillahi walhamdulillah. I begin with the name of Allah and all praises are due to Allah. Using clean water, first wash both the hands up to the wrists three times. So these are things which we have now understood are sunnats of wudu. The washing of the hands initially up to the wrists and including the wrists three times, this is sunnah. So this is how we will start. We will start by making uh, the niyyah for wudu that we are making niyyah to remove hadith asghar. Then we will read the dua, we will sit in a high clean place, we will use clean water and first wash both the hands up to the wrists three times. We will use a miswak for cleaning the teeth and then gargle three times. The using of the miswak also is a great sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam. It is mentioned in a hadith that if a person uses miswak when making wudu, then that salah that he reads with that wudu will be 70 times rewarded. It will be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him 70 fold for that one salah simply because of using the miswak. And so great was the miswak that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that so much was stressed upon me to use the miswak that I thought, or Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam's companion said that Nabi Pak would emphasize so much the using of miswak that they thought that he would make it a fard. So it is sunnah to use miswak during wudu. By using a miswak, the reward of a namaz, of a salah, increases 70 times. Thereafter, take water up to the nostrils three times with the right hand and clean the nose with the left small finger. So we should take the water in our right hand and rinse the nostrils three times and we then should clean the nose with the small finger of the left hand. Then wash the face three times. Wash from the hairy part of the forehead, that is where your hairline begins, from the hairy part of the forehead to below the chin and from one earlobe to the other earlobe. Then we should make khilal of the beard. Khilal of the beard should be made when the beard is nice and thick. Then khilal should be made. 
When we say the beard is nice and thick, meaning that a person cannot see the skin. That is why that is when a beard is understood to be thick. If a person's beard is small, that the skin can still be seen through the beard, then uh, we should make sure that water touches the skin and goes through to touch the skin, because that is not a lush and thick beard, but rather a small beard in this way here. Khilal will not be sufficient, but rather a person should ensure that the water actually reaches his skin as well. Thereafter, we should wash the right hand, including the elbows, three times. Wash the right hand, including the elbows, three times. Then wash the left hand, including the elbows, three times as well. When we started this program a few months ago, we mentioned that when it comes to fiqh, there is a practical aspect as well. And that is something that we cannot relay through the the medium of the radio or the phone, etc., etc., so when it comes to the practical aspects of wudu and salah, etc., if we do not understand something or if we're not clear about something, then it is important for us to go to our local alim or alima and clarify that I've heard on radio that it should be done in this way. Could you please practically demonstrate how I should actually wash this limb or how I should make the niya or how I should wash that limb, etc., etc. It is important because these are practical aspects which we cannot really get through uh, you know, th- through the medium of the radio or phone. So please try and check in with your local alim or alimah. After washing the right and left hands, including the elbows, three times, a person should make khilal of the fingers. And that is passing the wet fingers through and interlocking it with the other hand and passing it through in this way that the corners and edges of or the, what we would call the webbing of the hands of uh, water can be passed through that way as well. Inshallah, we have come. Uh, we will continue from here with the method of wudu. Inshallah, in the next segment next week. Inshallah, we have re- reached a point of wudu where we have covered now the niyat of wudu, the w- sitting on a high, clean place, uh, beginning with Bismillah, washing of the of the hands, including uh, the wrists three times. First the right, then the left. Then uh, washing of the face three times from one earlobe to the other and from the forehead till the bottom of the chin. Together with that, the making of the khilal of the beard uh, and washing of the hands, including the elbows, three times. First the right, then the left and making khilal of the fingers. This is where we have come till today. Inshallah, going forward, we will continue with the method of making wudu next week. Inshallah, I hope that you've enjoyed the program and please please tune in again next week. Uh, for the fixed segment, Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.